Welcome to Genesis Life Center. Our vision statement is every destiny has a beginning. We are a ministry called to encourage and inspire the body of Christ to use their gifts and talents to do work of the ministry wherever they are called to. Our mission is to provide individuals with the tools to become agents of change and messengers of God. Our motto is you are not an accident waiting to happen, but a destiny being fulfilled. Our pastors are Ben and Dee Adekubi. We are here in person and online. Just look up Genesis Life Center and join in every Sunday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. What a wonderful season that we are in, the season of love, the season of giving, the season of celebration. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you all the honor and all the adoration. The songwriter says, we give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. Come on, somebody worship with me. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord, we give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy, oh Lord. I'm going to ask everyone to rise up on their feet and we're just going to pray before we go into the word this morning. I want you to close your eyes and I just want you to begin to thank God that, you know, that God has sustained you, that he has sustained your family over the last 12 months. We are in the last month of the year and, you know, I want us to thank God. I want us to appreciate God. I want you to look back over this year and just appreciate and honor God, honor the honor God, honor him and give him praise. Thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his loving kindness. Thank him for surrounding you with his peace with his presence thank him for the provision thank him because the bible says he daily loads us with his blessings i want you to open up your mouth open up your hearts wherever you are and just appreciate the lord appreciate the lord the songwriter says if it had not been for the lord on my side where would i be the bible says that it, it, it if not for the mercy of god it is the faithfulness of god it is the grace of god 
It is the unconditional love of God that we are still standing today. That we are still alive today. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to bless the Lord. Lift up your voice and thank the Lord. Thank God for your family. Thank God that you are still breathing. Thank God for his faithfulness over you. He, God is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be praised. The Lord is worthy to be praised. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 103, it says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name. The Bible says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. The Bible says, Do not forget God's benefit over your life. Do not forget the good things that God has done. Do not forget how faithful he has been to you. Do not forget the fact that he's the Lord that wakes you up every morning. And that is why the Bible says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. How many of you have something to be grateful to God for? How many of you have a reason to praise God? Come on, lift up your voice and praise God. Lift up your voice that you are not dead. You're not six foot under. Lift up your voice and praise the Lord that you are still in the land of the living. That you still have breath. Lift up your voice and praise God that you still have a sound mind. That you are not institutionalized. Lift up your voice and thank God that you are still walking. That you are still breathing. That you are still living oh come on bless the name of the lord hallelujah the bible says in verse 4 of psalms 103 it says uh, in verse 3 he forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases we are in the season of forgiveness we are in the season where god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son and he forgave all our sins and he gave us an opportunity to be re to be reconciled back to him through the giving of his son the bible says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given for the remission of our sins that by his stripes we might be made whole that we might be healed come on somebody praise ye the lord praise the name of the lord praise god for all for the forgiveness of sin praise god for the healing for deliverance praise god that when we call upon his name he answers he hears us and he delivers us and sets us free come on praise god Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. The Bible says in the book of, uh, in, the book, in that same Psalms 103 verse 4, it says, you know, praise him because he redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Praise him because he redeems your life. How many of you know that your life was going in the wrong direction and God redeemed you? How many of you know that your life was heading in, this, in, the, in the path of destruction but God redeems you? God delivered you. He delivered delivered you from accidents he delivered you from so many traps of the enemy go ahead and praise him go ahead and praise him praise him for delivering your life from the pit of hell praise him for delivering you from destruction even self-destruction father we praise you father we praise you we thank you lord god for redeeming us with your love we thank you oh god oh for saving us even when we didn't know we were 
are in need of salvation. Oh, you knew and you gave us your son. You sent your son to redeem us. And Lord, you kept the doors open for us to come back. You loved us even when we didn't know you were, even when we didn't know what love is. You loved us and you sent your son to die for us. Even when we were not worthy, even when we did not consider you, even when we were doing our own thing, when we were blaspheming, you still loved us. You still loved us and you redeemed us. You delivered us. You set us free. Daddy, we thank you. Daddy, we thank you. And verse 5 of Psalms 103 says, He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God is the God that satisfies. I want to tell somebody you're looking for satisfaction in all the wrong places. You think that a relationship will satisfy you, will meet your needs. But I want to tell you that even you will have that relationship and you will still not be satisfied. You think that a child, having a child will satisfy you, will satisfy your desires. But I want to tell you something that you can have all the children you want and you will still not be fulfilled. You think that having Having that career, having that business, having that income, having that stability is going to satisfy you. But I'm here to tell you that without Jesus, there will always be something missing. Without Jesus, there will always be a void. He fills all voids. He meets all needs. He satisfies. In him is the fullness of joy. Amen. Everything you're looking for is in Christ Jesus. Right now, I just want you to lift up your hearts. And thank him for satisfying you, for satisfying your soul, for satisfying your spirit. Thank him for satisfying you, for satisfying all your needs. Oh, he's Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He meets all our needs. He's the, he is Elohim. He is our Jehovah. He's our Yahweh. He is our God, the many-breasted one. He has enough for you. Oh, he daily loads us with blessings and with benefits. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your name. As we go into your word, we ask, oh God, for illumination. We ask, oh God, for transparency of the word. Father, we thank you because you are here to give us a word that will give us direction, that will give us insight, and that will birth something new in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. Welcome to the first Sunday of December. How many of you, can you believe that this year is going by so fast? I blinked and I'm like, December what? You know, everything's going so fast. But we thank God that we are alive to enjoy. Amen. We are alive to see this year to see the, almost the end of this year and the God that has kept us alive will continue to keep us alive in the mighty name of Jesus amen and amen you know I was thinking about today I was like wow December how many of you know what month this is I don't have my kids in Sunday schools to tell me but what month is this come on church talk to me I don't like being here by myself uh, what month is it 
Christmas, oh my God, Christmas. What does that mean for you? All the way at the back there. Come on, shout out. What does Christmas and this month mean for you? Thank you. It's okay to be, it's okay to be real. Let's not just, let's not all get, let's not get all spiritual and think about that's, you know, that's not how most of us think at Christmas time. What does Christmas mean to you, Pastor Ben? Oh, Jesus. Food. That's always good. What does Christmas mean to you? Gift, gifts? Giving. That's good. What does Christmas mean to you? Huh? Christ or rice? rice both oh she's okay christ and rice that just sounds the same at the back there what does christmas mean for you cranberry and turkey oh prime i'm hearing so many different things i heard for you prime ribs and turkey chocolate christmas carol okay let's go spiritual now please <laughs> Christmas mean for somebody here, the man in the beige, you know, right in the front here. What does Christmas mean for you, my darling, the two young people in the front here? Yes, you're young. <laughs> what does Christmas, and then the young lady behind you. What does Christmas mean for you? Holidays. Uh, holidays. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. What does Christmas mean for you, young lady? family the two young people at the back there what does christmas mean for you they're looking at each other and comparing notes T shout out to me okay jesus is the reason for the season sorry birth we've gone from prime ribs to birth of our savior okay and the young lady at the back there yeah jesus she said yeah jesus okay it's christmas season the stores are getting ready to entice all of us right to buy and to spend people are getting ready to celebrate and enjoy the end of the year kids are getting excited about gifts and some guy called santa right please don't tell kids there's no santa don't break their hearts you know people are getting excited so much goes in so much goes in our society so much goes on in the media from december 1st to the 25th right so everywhere you're just looking at all these sales you're looking at so in all these commercials christmas 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 so many things goes into it and there are so many emotions that are tied to this season right there's so many emotions and if care is not taken we can lose our minds how many of you have lost your minds over Christmas at one time or the other? Yeah, yes, thank you. You can lose your mind, you can lose relationships, and you can lose your entire savings in three weeks. In three, well, am I talking to somebody? <laughs> you can lose everything in three weeks. Do you know that during Christmas, expectations are very high? You know, during the rest of the year, it's okay, but Christmas, I don't want anything. But when someone tells it they don't want anything, they want something. You know, never assume when someone says, I don't want anything, they're going to get you something. And then when you actually believe that they don't want anything and don't get them something, then you're in trouble. And that relationship is in trouble. Christmas time, December, assumptions are very high. I assume you would like this. I assume that this is your favorite color. That was last season. 
I assume that you know you would want you would want to go to this place. As expectations go up and assumptions are high, so is disappointment. December, as much as it brings joy, it also brings a lot of disappointment. When we, when we look at it, you're disappointed because you thought you might be with your family for Christmas. Or you thought that guy might propose or that girl might propose. Yeah, they do. Both people can propose. It's okay. You, th you know, you're thinking that by now I should be, you know, I should have I gotten that promotion. You're thinking, oh, you know, I was expecting you to get me something. I got you something. Lots of disappointments, right? You're disappointed that you didn't get that bonus at work after they promised you all year. You're disappointed that you didn't get the time off. Along with that also comes depression. Christmas brings a lot of depression. You know, you're depressed because you're either away from family or something happened in the year. And, you know, just being, just the thoughts of family just depresses you because you're not with your loved ones. Christmas time also brings a lot of debt. This is the only time society welcomes debt. And they allow you to get into debt. So that you, you know, they make you feel guilty that that child is going to want that PS something number. Five. You know, that child, you know, this is her first Christmas. She needs that Barbie car. You know, this is our first Christmas as a couple, as a family. And, you know, you're like, we should do this. We should do this. Christmas is the only time people expect, you know, you are allowed to get into debt that you can buy now and pay later. There's a lot that is riding on Christmas. You know, during Christmas, we focus so much on feeding our flesh. We focus so much on indulging in our desires and giving in to pressure. And we forget the true reason and the true purpose of Christmas. I want to give you three things to remember as we enter into the season of Christmas. And, you know, we begin to make plans and preparations. Turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. Luke chapter 1. From verse 26. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. This is the birth of Jesus foretold. In verse 26 of Luke chapter 1, it says, In the sixth month, God sent an the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly, was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? 
The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Verse 37. For nothing, somebody say nothing. For nothing is impossible with God. And here's Mary's response in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. Be it to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. The story of the birth of Jesus foretold reminds us every year that Christmas is not just about turkey. It's not just about presents. It's not just about family. There's, there, is a, there, is a, there is a purpose to why we celebrate this you know, wonderful season. I know a lot of people don't celebrate pre, um, Christmas. They talk about the pagan festival and all of that. You know what? Taking that aside... We ought to celebrate the birth of our Savior. The same way that we celebrate, you know, his death and resurrection Sunday. Amen. Taking time to, to honor and to remember that a, a, um, a child was born and a son was given to us is very important. Whether you celebrate it in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, or December. Whenever you choose to celebrate Christmas, which is the birth of our Savior that is up to you but the point is that we ought to celebrate we ought to celebrate the, the fact that God said in John chapter 3 for God so loved the world that he gave John tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave us his only son Christmas is about the giving of a son unto us amen and so today i just really want to give us three quick things to remember as we celebrate this wonderful season this wonderful time of family of joy of peace and of goodwill to all men the first thing that i want us to remember about this season is the fact that christmas is a time of god's visitation if you look at verse 26 for me of that Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, it says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. God sent an angel to visit a woman, to visit a young woman who was not expecting a visitation. God sent an angel to say, Go to this town go to this town in Galilee and visit with a young lady there to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David the virgin's name was Mary ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in the midst of our business we can have a divine experience and a divine visitation by God God, in this Christmas season, he sent an angel on an assignment to go and visit somebody. To go and visit a woman who was not expecting it. To go and visit a woman that he had, you know, specially called. Bible says, even before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us, he called us, he appointed us. Amen. Mary was visited in the midst of us in a busy period. 
by an angel sent by God on an assignment. Today, God is still sending angels in human forms to visit us. Church, God is still sending angels in human form to visit us today. The angel, God can send an angel through a friend. God can send an angel through a neighbor. God can send an angel through your colleague, through your boss. God can send an angel through somebody in your community to speak into your life. To share something with you. To give you a word. To open a door for you. I want to remind us that this season, we should expect a divine visitation. I want to tell somebody that this season, you should expect a divine visitation. Amen. A divine visitation is just God visiting you. It's God showing up in your life. Even though you think you don't need God. Even though you think that, oh, God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. There are too many, there are billions and trillions of people in the world. Why would God answer my prayer? In the season of Christmas, in, as we are entering this season, we should expect God to visit with us. God is not a respecter of any person. He sent an angel to visit with a lady. And when God visits you, when God shows up in your, on your doorstep, when God sends somebody to you, it's because God wants to change something in your life. It's because God wants to do something in you. When God visits you, let me tell you something, it's going to lead to your, you know, to your advancement. It's going to lead to a blessing. Every time God shows up, it's for promotion. It's for blessings. It's for encouragement. It's for your better. It's to better you. It's to improve where you are. Amen. The many people that God had visited in the Bible. Look at the story of Sarah. God visited her. And she went from barrenness to giving birth. God visited you know, um, Joshua, and he told him, to, and he encouraged him for the work that he had assigned him. God visited Elizabeth, and she who was barren was now called a mother. When God visits you, it's because God wants to do something great in your life. Amen. It's because God wants to answer your prayer. It's because God, God wants to advance you. God wants to liberate you amen so as mary had a divine visitation i want somebody here this season to expect a divine vis visitation from god amen the second thing that i want to share with us is in verse 28 after mary had a divine visitation from god the second thing that happened in the season of Christmas is a divine favor was released. Divine what? Divine favor was released. When you have a divine visitation from God, expect a divine favor. Expect divine favor. Expect.
God to do something something major in your life. Expect God to do something mighty in your life. The Bible says in that verse 28, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Highly favored. What do you mean I'm highly favored? I am a nobody. I am nothing. There are millions of people ahead of me who are doing better things in life. I am the least of my family. I do not have the experience. I do not have what it takes to do something great and you are saying that i am highly favored highly favored for what a divine visitation always leads to a divine favor the angel went to her and said greetings you are highly favored the lord is with you and mary was greatly troubled at his words what do you mean it's like you know Gideon when the angel appeared to Gideon and said Gideon you're favored you're blessed you are a mighty man and, and you know God wants to well, God wants to use you Gideon was are you serious I am the least of my clan and you want to use me you you want me to do what it was the same thing when you know Saul had a divine visitation it also brought divine favor and God said Saul you are going to be the first king of Israel and Saul was like are you serious do you know who I am I am a nobody I have nothing I'm not experienced I don't know I don't have what it takes to speak in public I don't have what it takes to lead to be a king Mary said in verse 29 she was greatly troubled the bible says at his words and she was wondering what kind of a greeting this might be what in the world are you talking about this does not make sense does god know where i live do you know what i do for a living Saul had a divine visitation and divine encounter that led to divine favor on the road to damascus God was like, Saul, I'm calling you. God knows your story. God knows your history. God knows everything about you. And God went and visited with Saul on the road and said, Saul, I'm going to use you. I see your strengths. I see the qualities in you. It's just misled. It's, you know, it's, it's directed in the wrong direction. I'm going to use that same zeal, that same quality, but I'm going to reposition it, redirect it. Let me just pause and tell somebody here. You know, we see a lot of people doing crazy things and you're like, that person is too much. You know, you want to try and calm them down. Listen, you know, why, why don't you take all those strength, all that energy that they have and redirect it into something good? Because those gifts, those strengths, they're from God. Saul had zeal, but it was just misplaced. He had passion. He had strength. It was just misplaced. So when God got a hold of him, God didn't kill his zeal. God didn't kill his passion. God didn't kill his strength. What he did is he repositioned it for good. Amen. Divine favor. Mary was like, I don't get it. I'm not, I don't understand. Where is this coming from? And God and the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. 
Christmas reminds me that we are favored by God. Christmas is the time to remember that no matter what is happening in my life this season, a child was not only given, a son was, a child was not only born, a son was given for me because God favors me. God favors me. If you were the only person on earth, God would still send his son for you. The son will still be given for you. That's how much God values you. That's how much God favors you. Amen. Psalms 90 verse 17 says, Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the works of our hands upon and establish the work of our hands upon us yes establish the works of our hands when god favors you he will establish you he will satisfy you when god favors you all that you've been struggling with god will make it easy the grace will be given to do what you are called to do don't forget that Mary had a divine visitation and that divine visitation opened the door for divine favor. Think about it. I'm expecting divine favor in this season. I am expecting not only divine visitation from God, I'm also expecting God to favor me. I'm expecting God to do a new work. I'm expecting God to do things that he has never done before in my life. Amen. It says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. May your favor, O oh Lord, rest upon us. In this season of Christmas, in this season, we need to remember that God's favor is available. God's favor to establish you, to settle you, to open doors for you, to bless the works of your hands. They are available for you in this season. Amen. The angel said to Mary, you may not think it, but God favors you. God favors you. Do you know what favor means? Favor is when God steps into our situation to make a difference. Favor is when God takes a hold of you and says, I just want to pour upon you my blessings. Favor is when God says, you know what? Despite all of your mistakes, despite all of the errors of your way, I see your heart. I see that you are a man, you are a woman after my own heart. And so I'm going to establish you. I'm going to favor you. I'm going to open doors for you. Favor is when God steps in to make a difference. To make a difference. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when you are connected to favor, you are also connected to goodness and to God's grace. Let me say that again. When you are connected to favor you are also connected to god's goodness and his grace mary found favor in the sight of god to do the impossible 
Mary found favor in the sight of God to do what she could not do in the natural. Amen. How many of you are believing God to favor you this season? How many of you need God to favor you? There are some things in your life that you, you know that of your, you by yourself it's not possible. Unless God goes ahead of you and he favors you. Let me tell you again, and in this season, this month of December, this Christmas season, it is the time of God's favor. Amen. The same favor that came upon Mary is also available to everyone here today. Amen. It says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and you will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. His kingdom will not do what? Will never end. God was favoring Mary for a major task of giving birth to the Messiah, of giving birth to the Savior of the world. In the natural, Mary was a virgin, never been with a man. She was young, but she was chosen by God despite her limitations despite her restrictions despite the challenges and the traditions and the cultures of her society God visited Mary and chose and poured out his favor upon her and that's what God wants to do for you that's what God wants to do for you that's what God wants to do for each and every one of us as he did it for Mary, he also wants to do it for us in this season. We are the Marys of this season that God is visiting and God is pouring out his favor because of an assignment that he has upon your life. An assignment, an assignment, an assignment. And God is saying, Pastor Ben, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. I have an assignment for you. I have a task for you that is going to take my favor for it to come to pass. I have a contract for you that is going to take divine favor for it to manifest. I, you know, I have a position for you that you are not qualified for. But because I have your name written all over it, my favor is going to come upon you. There are some things many of us are trying to accomplish in our own strength. Can I tell you that if you connect with the favor of God... You will see the impossible become possible. If you connect with the favor of God, if you invest in if you invest time in the presence of God, and you have a divine visitation, a divine encounter with God, it will unleash divine favor into your life. 
Am I talking to anybody here today? Favor is when God steps into our situation to make a difference. It's when God takes hold of us and he uses us for his glory. He uses us to do great, to, to, be, to represent him, to be used of him, to show forth signs and wonders in this earth. Finally, Christmas time, verse 34. It says, Mary says, how will this be? Mary asks the angel, since I am a virgin. How will this be? You see, Mary was asked, Mary, Mary already had an encounter with God. A divine visitation by the angel. And God, the angel saying to her, Mary, you're favored. Favor is coming upon you. And you are going to do this. You're going to be the president. You are going to start your business. You're going to step into ministry. You're going to have a child at your old age. You are going to you know, deliver my people. How? And then Mary says, hold on a minute. How is this even going to be possible? How is this going to be possible since I know not a man? How? That is the question many of us have been asking God. How? You said you've called me for an assignment. You, you've given me this vision. You've said you've put this dream in my heart. But how is it going to happen? I've had an encounter with you when I was sleeping. I, you, came in, you, you, you came into my room. You, op, you, you woke me up. I saw this bright light. I heard your voice. I had this dream. I had this visitation. And you gave me a download from heaven and for, of the assignment of my life but God how how in the world is this going to happen I'm in debt I just filed for bankruptcy how am I going to lend to nations and not borrow you said I'm going I'm going to own this company one day but I'm the cleaner how are you going to do this how are you going to make this thing happen in my life? You, you said I'm going to have a child and I'm almost 60. How? And this is where many of us get stuck. The how is where many of us get stuck. We have that divine visitation. We get that divine favor. And then we're still asking God, how is this going to happen? Do you not see what people are saying? Do you not see the economy? Do you not see how things are working? Do you not see what I'm going through? How? Many times I've asked God. When, you know, I will get a word from God. Or I'll have a dream. And then I wake up in the morning. I'm like, God, you are so funny. I just had this dream of me, you know, of me, you know, of me speaking at the saddle dome. I just had this dream of me releasing an album, of me writing this book. And it seems so real. And then you wake up and you're like, God, <laughs> we laugh like Sarah. And you're like, this is so funny. How are you going to do that? Or you tell your, your spouse or you tell a member of your family, you know what? I had this dream. I had this vision of doing this. And they laugh and you know that <laughs> were you drinking something <laughs> how are you gonna do that 
And that's where many of us get stuck. But I want to I want to tell you something that this season of Christmas, this month of December, you need to God is going to answer your house. Come on. God is going to answer your house. That should be why you say amen. <laughs> You know what the Bible says? You know the response that, you know, the angel said to Mary. The angel said to Mary, let me tell you how God is going to do this. Remember I said to you that God is favoring you. You are highly favored. But now let me tell you, let me break it down for you. How God is going to turn the situation around for you. It says in verse 39, verse 35, Mary, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Number one. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, number two. So that the, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit? My how is going to be answered by the Holy Spirit? You see, the Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is a person the Holy Spirit is the enabler the Holy Spirit is the teacher the Holy Spirit is the one that brings all things to our remembrance the Holy Spirit you know some will say the Holy Spirit is the one that gets things done the one that God gets things done the Holy Spirit will come upon you you see that's where we most of us you know fail to realize that it takes the Holy Spirit to turn something impossible into possible. It takes the power of God, the power of the Most High, to come into our situation and to transform things for us. Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but by what? Come on, by what? The Holy Spirit. But many of us don't have time to spend Sitting with the Holy Spirit for him to educate us. Many of us don't have enough time to sit down at the board table and sit in a meeting with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, show me, teach me, guide me, lead me. It is the Spirit of God that gets the results. Mary by herself could not do nothing. By yourself, you can't do anything. You may be looking for a man or a woman to open doors for you. You may be looking to your boss to make things happen for you. But except the Holy Spirit is working through them, it's going to be almost impossible. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. For us to get, for us to, get to where God wants us to get to, I want to encourage you to partner with the Holy Spirit. To do what? Partner with the Holy Spirit. I remember uh, I preached a message on Easter Sun Resurrection Sunday when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples in the upper room and they began to speak in new tongues, Jesus had told them, for where I am taking you, 
He said to the disciples in Acts chapter 1, For where I am taking you, you need to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to wait for the power of the Most High to come upon you. And not only will you be my witness here in Samaria, but Judea and where else? The ends of the earth. Where God wants to take you, what God wants to do with your life, it's not just a local thing. It's not just a small thing. But many of us forget to do the waiting part for the Holy Spirit to come. We forget we're too anxious to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon us, for the power of the Most High to overshadow us, for us to be baptized, for us to be equipped, for, and then for us to be released. It is not man's timing, it is God's divine timing. Amen? It is not man's timing, it is God's timing. When the disciples waited, if you can bring up Acts chapter 1 for me. When the disciples waited, Jesus specifically told them, don't go ahead of yourself. Mary, you can't do this by yourself. Saul, you can't do this by yourself. Saul was called. Samuel, you know, God sent Samuel to, you know, to Saul and to, and to baptize him and to anoint him as leader of the, as the king of the Israelites. The first king. But do you know, Saul had to wait. He had to wait to for, the, for the three signs that, that Samuel told him would happen. Before he can step into the ministry. Jesus told the disciples in Acts chapter 1. Wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because when you partner with the Holy Spirit. You're thinking that oh I just want to do something small. Whereas God has an entire globe waiting for you. You're thinking, oh, I just, you know, this just for my community, whereas God has a bigger picture for you. Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And that, which is impossible, will become possible. I don't know what you're believing God for, where you are. Some of us are in a situation where it will take the mercy of God to get us out of it. Some of us are believing God for a major breakthrough in our lives. We're believing God to turn the tide. I want to tell you that in this season that we are in, God is going to divinely visit you. God is going to visit you because we are in the season of divine visitations. And when he visits you, he's also going to divinely favor you. He's going to position you. He's going to set, the, set things in motion for you. And finally, he's going to empower you. Empower you. Empower you. Christmas is about divine visitation, divine favor, and divine empowerment for the work of the ministry wherever God has called you. 
The Holy Spirit is the major factor at Christmas. The Holy Spirit is the major factor in your life. The same way that for those of you who are married, your spouse is a major factor in any decision you make. The Holy Spirit is a major factor in where God is taking you. And so this Christmas, this season, I want you to expect divine visitation. But in order for you to have that divine visitation, you've got to make sure that you are in a place, your mind is in a place, your spirit is in a place to know and recognize when God visits you. Am I making sense to somebody? That you don't get caught up in the things of this world so that when God visits you, you don't become like those that say, sorry, we have no room for you. There is always room at the inn when you, when you make yourself available. There is always room for God when you open up your door. The, you know, the, the man that, you know, when they, they went, Joseph and Mary went knocking on all the doors and everybody was caught up in so many things. They were busy. There was so much going on. Oh my God, seriously, I don't have room for another guest at the table. No, I, don't, I have to now start making bed, another bed. I don't have the time. I got to get to the mall. No, I, I can't do this. I have, you know, I have too many people on my list to shop for. I can't add one more thing. There's always something going on. But this season, if you make room for God, you will have a divine visitation. And you will have a divine favor. You will have divine favor from God. Because when he visits you, he visits you with favor. And, that, and he also visits you with his power. The power for that impossible task. The power for that next season of your life. The power to part the Red Sea. Christmas, this season, it's the season of divine visitation. It's the season of divine favor from God. And it is the season of divine empowerment. If you will make room for God, if you will allow yourself, and if you will be like Mary at the end she said I am the Lord's servant may it be unto me as you have said if you open your heart if you will allow God to come in I promise you this season God will not pass you by if you are willing, you will eat the good of the land. If you are willing, God will visit you. God will open up those, those doors for you. And God 
will give you the enablement, the empowerment to step into that destiny, to step into it. I want us to rise on our feet this morning, this afternoon as we close. How many of you need God to, vi to visit you before the end of the year? You truly need God to visit you before the end of the year. There are some decisions that you need to make before the end of this year. And you need God to visit you. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask God that in this season, as you visited Mary, Lord, visit me. Come on, let, let that be your prayer right now. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. As you visited Mary, all I'm asking for a divine visitation. I'm asking that you visit me. I'm asking that you visit me. Visit me, Lord. As you visited Mary, I'm asking for a divine visitation. I'm asking that you will visit me, visit me, Lord God, concerning this deal, concerning this, this decision that I need to make. I'm asking that you will visit with me. Send your angel. Send your angel to me. Send me a sign. Send me something, oh God. Let me have an encounter with you this season, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let that be your prayer. Let that be your prayer. I need a divine encounter with you. I need a divine encounter i need an answer i need you to tell me what to do i need you to open the doors for me i need you to show me what i'm supposed to do lord i'm asking for a divine visitation oh god i need a major miracle in my life i need a miracle it will take your miracle it will take a miracle for this situation to change so god i'm asking that you will visit me in this season visit me oh god visit my household oh God visit my business oh God visit my ministry oh God in the name of Jesus when when God sent the angels when he sent the angel to Mary he sent him with a message that Mary didn't know and the angel said to her Mary you are highly favored Mary didn't know what she meant what that meant she didn't know what was she didn't know what to make of it but we know that it meant that a door was opened. It meant that God was positioning her for something. I want you to pray that in this season, God, favor me. Favor me in this season, oh God. Align me. Align my business. Align my ministry. Align me with your purpose, oh God. In this season, this Christmas season, as you favored Mary, God, favor me. As you, as you favored Mary for good, favor me, oh God. As you favored Mary, oh God, I'm asking that you will favor my family i'm asking that you will favor my children oh god i'm asking that you will favor us oh god in the name of jesus come on let that be your prayer this morning ask god to favor you ask god to go before you to go before you into that boardroom to go before you to that bank to that immigration to go before you before the judge ask god to favor you ask god to pave the way for you ask god to ask god to do what only he can do come on let that be your prayer this 
afternoon, God, favor me, favor me, favor me, favor me, oh God, favor me before my boss, favor me, oh God, favor me before my before the judge, favor me, oh God, before the doctor, favor me, oh God, favor me, oh God, favor me, oh God, before my in-laws, Lord, favor me, oh God, favor me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Favor me, O oh God. 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 Oh, favor me in this exam room. Favor me in this finals, O oh God. Favor me, O oh God. As I work on this project, O oh God. Surround me with your favor. Surround me with your favor. Surround me with your favor, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With divine favor came divine empowerment. Came divine empowerment. The power of the Holy Spirit came. And Mary was overshadowed. The business was overshadowed. The womb was overshadowed. Another word. The Holy Spirit came and covered Mary. Covered her. This season God is going to cover you. That when people look at you, they will not see you. They will see God. They will see the glory of God. This season, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and overshadows you, you know, God is going to put a cloak of protection over you. God is going to put a cloak of protection, a cloak of favor, a cloak over you. That when they hear you, they will hear the voice of God. When they see you, they will see God. I want you to pray, Holy Spirit, overshadow me. Holy Spirit, overshadow me. Wherever you've been having challenges, whatever area of your life you've been having problems I want you to pray that the Holy Spirit will overshadow that situation where if you're having problems with a, with a family member ask for the Holy Spirit to overshadow that person to overshadow the situation right now if you're having problems in your health ask God to Holy ask for the Holy Spirit to overshadow your health right now Holy Spirit overshadow me Lord overshadow me Lord God ask for the Holy Spirit to overshadow your mind if your mind is all over the place, if you're having mental health issues, ask the Holy Spirit to overshadow you emotionally. Holy Spirit, overshadow me, overshadow my thoughts, overshadow my emotions, overshadow my mind, overshadow Lord God, oh my anxiety. Holy Spirit, overshadow me this afternoon. Oh, as you overshadowed Mary and that which was impossible became possible, I ask that you overshadow shadow overshadow this difficult marriage overshadow this difficult child overshadow this difficult situation i'm experiencing holy spirit overshadow me overshadow me lord overshadow me overshadow me overshadow me overshadow your church father overshadow your church overshadow your people right now overshadow those difficulties in their lives overshadows those overshadow those challenges that they're going through right now overshadow them lord overshadow them lord god overshadow lord overshadow Cover them, Lord. Cover them with your glory. Cover them with your presence. Cover them with your protection. Cover them in the blood, oh God. Cover them right now, Father. Daddy, we need you. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. 
The Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, the laborers, the labor in vain. It is in vain that you rise up, you work so hard, you put so much energy into what you're doing if God is not involved in it. So right now, Father, I'm asking that you will overshadow every single person that is listening to me right now. That you will overshadow them, Lord God, starting with their spirit. Lord God, that you will overshadow their thoughts. That you will overshadow, Father God, their emotions, their mindset. That you will overshadow, Father God, their body. Their bodies, oh God, the pain that they're feeling right now, the sickness in their body. That you will bring healing because of your power that is upon them. Lord, I'm asking for the power of the Holy Spirit to take absolute control of your people right now. In the name of Jesus. That's that, that pronouncement where they've been, where they, where they have been, they have been told it will never work. Holy Spirit of the living God let your power overshadow and turn that pronouncement around in the name of Jesus where they've been told that they can never have they, they can never have a child they can never get married they can never succeed in life where they have been told negative reports where they have been blacklisted where they have been condemned where they have been where they have been labeled I'm asking for the power of the Holy Spirit to overshadow them right now i'm asking for the power of the holy spirit to come upon them right now and i'm asking that oh god that you will turn the story around i'm asking that you will turn the situation around i'm asking oh god that you will favor them mm. thank you father thank you father thank you father thank you father Holy Spirit, intervene. Holy Spirit, intervene. Intervene. Holy Spirit, intercept right now. Intercept right now. Intercept right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, intercept right now. In the name of Jesus. Divine visitation. Divine visitation, O oh God. Into their home. Divine visitation, O oh God. Into their workplace, O oh God. Divine visitation, O oh God. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. Manda Pastor Father, we thank you. Um, as the woman of God began to minister, this is what I hear about the Holy Spirit. Leave your agenda for his agenda. Whatever you're going to do, and this will go into the new year, leave your agenda. Mary left her agenda for God's agenda. She said, she argued at first, and then she says, be it unto me. Let there be a performance of those things promised. I just hear the Lord say, just be open to what he wants to do with you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, 
He knew you. And I want to just say to somebody out there, maybe you're listening online and you've had your own agenda. Maybe it's time for you to have God's agenda. And God's agenda is that, that, the, that he came to the world that the world will not be condemned, but that the world through him may be saved. And I want to open that opportunity to somebody today right now. Lay down your agenda for the agenda that God had for you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you an expected end. And if, that, if that's you, and with the members here, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need a savior. I believe that you died on the cross and rose up the third day in order to save me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my master. Amen. There's just one more set of people I want to pray for. And you know in your heart of hearts, you know that you've become stubborn with your own agenda. You know, the Bible says that he will now give you a heart of flesh to replace that heart of stone. A heart of stone is a stubborn heart. And some of us, we've been stubborn, including myself. If we're being honest, we've been stubborn with our own agenda. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, the, the spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. Lord Jesus, I ask for your grace to lay down my agenda for your agenda for my life. Lord Jesus, I submit myself to you. I lay myself at the feet of the cross. Lord Jesus, make the crooked way straight and the narrow paths wide in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for ordering my steps. Thank you, Father, for your agenda for my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Okay. Praise God. So we're in the Christmas season. and uh, But I just want us to know, uh, every time we come to church, we need to celebrate. Amen. We need to celebrate life, celebrate us. Amen. And we celebrate Jesus. It's all about celebrating Jesus. So let's just rise as we share the grace in fellowship. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Turn to your neighbor and prophesy. Surely his goodness and his mercies shall follow you all the days of your lives, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you for joining our online church. To connect with us, please go to our website, 
genesislifecenter.com. Please follow us on social media. On Facebook, you can find us under Genesis Life Center. On YouTube, you can find us under Genesis Life Center 01. On Instagram, Genesis Life Center. And on Twitter, Genesis Life Cent. Thank you.